Staywell has been a player in the healthcare marketing game for quite a while. In fact, if you've been in the healthcare communications or marketing world, you've had some sort of interaction with them a time or two. Today, Staywell is attempting to build on what they've been, a communications firm focused on content and wellness to become what the marketplace might be demanding, to become a fully integrated patient engagement platform providing value to consuming patients, as well as providers and even health plans. Today, we talk with StayWell President Pierce Fleming, whose experience as a hospital CEO takes StayWell on a journey with the rest of the industry to navigate the rocky terrain of EHR integration and true value through real patient engagement. I'm Lance Lunsford, and this is the Connected Hospital Podcast. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Well, this is a, a great age for healthcare, and I would say, you know, healthcare communications and healthcare marketing. However, uh, you, you align yourself because it's a it's an age where technology has allowed us more than ever to engage patients, and that's one of the things that I think has always been intriguing for me is how you can start to adjust um, behavior in patients and affect behavior in patients by providing them information that's engaging. And that's what StayWell really does. And would you, would you put that summary on what StayWell does uh, overall patient engagement? Absolutely. You know, StayWell is, uh, has historically been known as a workplace wellness company, but we're so much more than that. Um, We're changing the healthcare industry by pioneering uh, digital, digital preventative solutions that we feel are proven to generate better engagement, better health, and better outcomes through using our legacy uh, uh, of strong science and behavior change, education, uh, health literacy principles, and inspiration. We've we've tried to take the guesswork out of healthy living and help people uh, live into their full selves along that regard. You know, StayWell has uh, evolved uh, beyond just kind of um, custom publications or, or, or publications in general. Again, as I said, in this age of technology, you have to stay up with the time. So I kind of want to go into the DNA of StayWell and in its communications, um, you know, methods. But you're also advancing into a couple other areas um, in three main wings of your organization. I find that interesting, not only on the, that you've got the health plan side, you've got the employer side, and then you've got the provider side, but all of it seems to be divisible by this idea of um, integration um, and, and where we are with what it's going to take to make the EHRs uh, more effective. But um how have y'all looked at, I guess, the last five years um, and, and getting the company where it needs to be to, to go into the future? We started looking at it from how do you thread, uh, you know, draw, uh, string together a common thread around those, uh, those markets you just spoke of, pay your provider and employer. And at the end of the day, much as many others are, 
those those three groups are all increasingly, especially on the provider side, responsible for um, and at risk for the cost of care for a population. So then how do we uh, take all of our legacy programming, our education, our technology, and make that in, uh, you know, work in service to a larger uh, population health, um, specifically focused around lifestyle risk management um, uh, value proposition. And so we've tried to do that now in those markets through our MyStayWell platform, um, Cranes on Fire, specifically in the EHR and the provider realm, and then Care Connector um, for health coaches and working in the, in the uh, payer realm. Where do y'all see the biggest opportunity for behavior change and, and kind of the nudging that I think y'all y'all reference? Um, you know, again, it's it seems that y'all are taking steps beyond um, implementation of wellness programs and looked at, at more of a benefits package that's more holistic um, than just kind of what we've come to know, I guess, 10 years ago as a wellness program. But that, what is what is the role of the employer on a, on a nudge or behavior change uh, in general for their employees? Well, where we're where we're doubling down is in our health coaching, because through our 40 year history, we have seen repeatedly that the most successful, the most proven way to motivate people to change their behavior and help them achieve their goals specific to stay well as it relates to their personal well-being, but also in life in general is through uh, our, our coaching. And so we offer some form of coaching in ne- nearly every health and wellness program we design from lifestyle topics like nutrition and exercise, all the way to chronic care management uh, for diabetes. Um, and and we're again, like I said, we're doubling down there because when you think about it, all, all the greats, and it's always easy since we use the word coach to think of athletics, but you know, what did Michael Jordan, um, Tiger Woods, Brett Favre, it, it doesn't matter. You name the athlete. What do they all have in common? Uh, they all had a coach, someone there helping them along the way. And so um, that's where we're, we're doubling down in terms of our nudges. And how do we then expand our coaching beyond person-to-person interaction uh, via web chat um, or video conferencing and telephonic coaching into digital programming that supports coaching in a self-directed manner using the MyStayWell platform? Okay. Well, this might get us more into the, the provider side of, of uh, messaging and patient education and marketing solutions that, that you guys do. But it, it, but there's so much information that is out there that's available at fingertips, at, at individuals' fingertips. And it's hard to, to say, um, you know, look at this information, not, not that information, unless maybe you're the, the provider. Do you think that, um, I, guess, I guess what I should ask is how do... How do you look at what patients are looking for when it comes to reliable information? Because we live in an age now where um, people are finding trusted information that they trust that tells them um, not not to vaccinate their kids, you know, and that that's complex. So how do you compete in a world that has so much um, so much information out there and bad information out there? Uh, potentially reaching patients that you're trying to help? Yeah, I, I think it's a great question. And that is where I am most excited about our Cranes on Fire delivery mechanism because it, it allows for a flexible, it, it is a flexible suite that allows for delivering patient education at the point of care 
so that clinicians can be involved directly in that um, in that education of, of patients and can prescribe, if you will, education. And in this case, as we do, as we uh, develop and drive at greater linkages between our well-being program and our focus on lifestyle risk management, how do the, how do clinicians help folks um, in in new ways through prescribing some of those well-being programs, um, such that we are creating the channels for clinicians to live within that patient's circle of conversation or circle of trust with you know, the five to 10 other people or sources of information that that individual consults with on a regular basis for whatever it may be, whether it be uh, their children's schooling to their own personal health care. Um, so we're really excited about that, that mechanism to be able to build that into the workflow for clinicians. And I guess that's really what I think the um, the challenge shouldn't be um, in that it's taken so long to get this integration opportunity um, to the table. Has it taken too long for, um, you know, enterprise organizations like Staywell to be able to, to have some sort of foundation to drive that integration into the EHR, should, should this have been something that came along um, at the beginning phases of meaningful use? Well, it's, it doesn't, I don't think it does any good to, to look back along those lines and with any sort of regret. At the end of the day, we've always had some sort of integration. Um, what FIRE allows us to do is to more fully integrate in the workflow to make it easier on clinicians to be able to have content, uh, in this case, patient education or well-being programs surfaced for them, given the uh, given how the patient is presenting to them. So rather than having to leave their system or only have a, a, a one-way feed out to a system, we now can have a bi-directional feed where we can be serving up programming within that workflow to make it easier and more efficient to them for them, which then allows them to build habits around usage, which benefits the patient and the population uh, that's being cared for overall. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a great way to kind of summarize it. I, I th- um, you know, there there has been a, such an impact on healthcare and the continuum on the the expectations of the EHR, and so um, that that you guys are in a position where you can start to interoperate, but also put it in into that uh, that clinical operation so that it's uh, got a cadence that that can potentially, um, I would say, uh, interact with the patient's needs through the through the physician's guidance, I think is, is one of the things that I find fascinating and interesting about the opportunity. But let, let's look at this through a, a picture of, a, of an individual patient. Let's say you've got a diabetic patient um, that, you know, hasn't, it's been diabetic for a while, type two, let's say, um, what are the various opportunities from engaging that individual as, as y'all see, as Staywell sees where it wants to be in that, in that patient's um, life and, and interface with healthcare? Sure. Um, and so, the, you know, m- multiple ways we would be able to uh, interact with that patient or be the be the platform by which others interact with with that patient uh, and finding where they are in their journey, 
um, and and then trying to to meet them there to help them care uh, best for themselves. So sticking to the cranes on fire example, um, you know, a clinician having real time access in their workflow to the content that is needed to be prescribed to that patient, whether it is in printed form or sent to their their patient portal. Um, will be critically important. They can then customize that patient education for each patient, whether it be engaging videos, uh, image-only health sheets, um, along the lines of what meets that patient's health literacy needs. They can tag uh, what would be their favorite content to encourage patients, if, out of all the information you're receiving, don't lose sight of this piece or that piece. Um, and then where we're going is to be able to link in all of our lifestyle risk management programming in a way that in a, in a provider space could be prescribed to that patient as well. So uh, one of the lifestyle risks that would, uh, that would affect a diabetic, a diabetic would be um, their weight. And, that, and being able to help that patient and direct that patient into programming around how to uh, how to engage in healthy eating and losing weight if that is what is needed there they'll be able to do that through fire which will then drive that patient into the my stay well platform which is also the same platform that we would use to attack the, the challenge uh, from a population health perspective with an employer if they if the if the if that patient in this case is also the employee of a business that we are working with, um, they, they would be at, uh, addressing that lifestyle risk of weight management and then potentially all the way to their chronic condition of diabetes via the My Stay Well app uh, and, and our platform with the programming um, that, that is tied to nutrition and then stress, sleep, fatigue, fitness, whatever it may be, um, all around uh, helping them live a healthier life, which in effect is going to help them manage that chronic condition of diabetes. So that patient gets uh, gets access with, uh, into this into the this my stable platform. They're able to see some of their information. Uh, some of that info, I'm I'm assuming, is implemented in, input themselves. Some of it is synced with medical records, um, like weight and some things like like that. Um, tell me a little bit more about how the, the platform works from what the patient sees and, and how they would interact with that uh, platform via the app. Sure. So you're, you're absolutely correct. We take information from biometric screenings. Patients can, or employees, if they opt to, can connect the platform to their electronic health record um, and can download information from their most recent uh, 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 medical practitioner visits uh, into the platform. Uh, patients also complete health risk assessments or employees complete health risk assessments to capture baseline data that also help us target where folks are in their readiness to change relative to the, uh, the behaviors that lead to better health. And so from there, they would be, then be led into different educational sessions that would help them where they are in their readiness to change and address an issue. And that they would effectively be uh, interacting with that app um, on a regular basis as they're tracking steps, tracking sleep, um, engaging in any wellness challenges that they may uh, be a part of at a corporate level, if you will, for an employer overall, or within a team that they have formed um, as a support network um, in their, in their uh, em employee group, 
um, at their at their organization, or um, even if it might be you one could imagine um, at a uh, through a uh, through a hospital or health system that's working to engage uh, you know, patients in a different in, in kind manner. And, and so that that physician, that that patient's physician, when they drive this information into that for the, for usage, um, I suppose that. The application um, is one place where they would be receiving those those direct kind of uh, engagement opportunities, whether it's articles or uh, uh, suggestions on on um, weight loss um, tips. Um, but what are some other formats? Are, is some of that content emailed directly to them? Does it end up on a cadence of messaging directly uh, to that patient? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, cascading messaging through multiple mediums is really how we view uh, communicating with folks so that they are hearing uh, the same or similar message um, a, a number of times so that they get it, if you will, but also doing it in a way that is not seen as noise, but is seen as proper nudges toward mm -hmm. healthier behavior. So email, uh, text, notifications, um, again, doubling down, as I mentioned on coaching, uh, what's the best way to have con have that conversation with that employer, that patient um, via uh, coaches, whether it be live or through um, uh, through uh, a, a chat bot type uh, interaction as well. So the, there's a lot of the provider side I, I can see in a, obviously a clinical kind of um, setting Um or in a, like a provider network, um, either in primary care. Um, but what, what is a kind of an application on the hospital side, um, whether it's, uh, you know, is there an application for frequent utilizers of an ER, for example, or, or maybe even in an oncology or cardiology? Sure. So, um, you know, it's it's funny as a former healthcare executive myself, former CEO of a hospital. Uh, you know, I, I find myself always thinking of the hospital in two regards. Here, um, first and foremost, we always have to remember hospitals are very large, if not the largest employer in a in a city or region or town themselves, and so how do we best take care of ourselves as providers and certainly our well-being work? Um, and we do work with a number of hospitals and health systems that use my stay well for themselves as an employer. Um, and so we find that they are great um, providers of use cases for us relative to, for instance, you mentioned oncology, stress management programming and, and, and clinician sharing stress management program. They've been working through with StayWell uh, that was provided to them by the hospital as their employer with their patients. And so there's lots of, uh, of, of use cases in that regard, well, about being mindful, uh, VR meditation that we support um, that can be used in oncology wings. We've seen it used in labor and delivery uh, uh, units as well across organizations. So the, the, you, you brought up a good point. How has, how, you know, there marketing, the role of communications and marketing has been so, um, in, in some cases, disparate from the, the C-suite agenda with certain exceptions. And I'm sure system by system, hospital by hospital, it's going to vary. But how is your role, um, having your experience as having been a hospital CEO informed 
um, what, what you're doing uh, to message to, to patients? Yeah, on, on a very personal level, um, you know, my, my experience as a hospital executive uh, helped me to understand that the, uh, the, the best work I could do each and every day was to try and create an environment for my team at the hospital and the folks that I was so honored to support in their practice to go out and do their best work and engage in what I consider to be is one of the most noble callings on the face of the earth, and that is the laying of hands on another human being in their time of need. And so to me, uh, focusing on your employees as people first was something that I did at the hospital when I personally was leading the hospital. It's something I engaged to do at StayWell internally. And it's also something that I speak uh, very passionately with hospital leaders about doing um, for their employees first. And then also how do we uh, use those lessons from a business perspective as we, as we reach out to other large employers in our area in an in a, in a era of increased um, uh, value-based care um, versus uh, fee-based care? How do we uh, drive at um, drive at that in a different and kind way that allows us to truly um, take care of populations for for well being purposes rather than simply sick care. Have you seen an uptick in in the level of attention and um, that you're getting out of uh, C suite leaders when it comes to the role of communications uh, on patient engagement and patient satisfaction because this transition to value based care. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, we see a, a, a ton of attention on it in the market and have for a few years as people try to crack the code on how do we um, hug and hold onto our patients um, as, as a health system? Uh, how do we do that, not just for our patients, but for the clinicians that are in the community that prescribe uh, and, and, and refer their patients to us? Um, and, and really, at the end of the day, it goes back to what I was uh, saying a, a little bit ago, and that is, how do we as an organization become a trusted advisor within that circle, that very tight-knit circle for each individual as they go through their day, their, their week, their month, et cetera, relative to their choices around healthy living so that it is a no-brainer where they are going to seek care, um, either on an outpatient uh, or inpatient uh, setting? Well, people have no doubt seen stay well at work um, and whether it's um, as a, as a uh, client um, or out in the field, you've got uh, the, the uh, annual ShushMed conference coming up. When you connect with healthcare marketers um, out there that, that haven't uh, become clients of stay well at this point, um, what, what is the main point you try to really get to, to, to talk to healthcare marketers about the opportunity that StayWell, you know, offers right now? Uh, one, the strength of our content, um, and the legacy of that strength over 40 plus years, um, of combining health literacy principles and the Crane's patient education with also the data analytics and behavioral change science that we have from our work specifically over the 40 years with employers. Um, and then secondly, um, talk a great deal about the technology that we are uh, building and enhancing to enable those crucial conversations 
with each unique individual in a way that um, in a way that engages them in healthy behaviors, but also with their employer, their their plan, or their health system in a different and kind way than than we've been doing in the past. Do you see the? I guess where is your primary interface with? with the interactions in the hospitals, is it moving over to chief experience officers? Is it COOs or is it largely with communications, uh, C-suite leaders? And, and, and um, I guess, where, where does the relationship start yeah. at the hospital level? That's a great, that's a great question. It's something um, that, that I'm, I'm really excited about increasingly, and it's not to take anything away from marketing and communications, but increasingly uh, we are meeting more with and engaging more with uh, patient experience officers um, and accountable care officers um, across uh, uh, across large health systems and organizations, uh, which to me is a is a uh, is a positive sign that that our message and our value proposition is is winning in the market. Yeah, there's an I think that there's an indicator, and in, in modern healthcare had had covered this a couple of weeks ago. And I think the subtext to the, the overall point that they were getting that, you know, everyone has to own the role of the chief experience officer is that everybody in the hospital has to have the, uh, the interest of the patient experience at hand. I think that, um, that, that what we're seeing is that realization that, Oh, we have to get involved in the communications and the engagement and then the IT part of this and make sure it all interconnects together. So that obviously puts your team and what you've been doing at the, the forefront. Where do you see, I guess, from, you know, uh, one year out and then five years out, where do you see stay well in those, in those, um, in those, those next two timeframes, one year out and then, then five years out. Sure. Um, you know, one year out, um, I see us continuing, uh, and then starting to, uh, reap the, 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 the benefits from the perspective of, uh, being able to truly work with folks in a, in a different and kind way relative to the doubling down on health coaching we're doing, um, that's going to start paying dividends for, uh, individuals that are engaging in that coaching through the My Stay Well platform, through it being prescribed, through Kareem's on fire from a provider perspective, um, through uh, Care Connector uh, and on a plan perspective. So I, I really see us starting to starting to uh, be able to celebrate wins, not just you know from a Stay Well perspective, but truly wins. And what really jazzes our team up is the is the, the wins they hear about on a very individual level with somebody who has been able to affect change in their life and sees it sticking for the first time. Um, and we just have so many stories like that that come into our organization that we celebrate um, and and the, the team really gets excited. And that's that's the mission they're all driven to, to work and develop product and technology around. Five years from now, I, I see us uh, working toward and, and running uh, running hard at a world in which um, we are more interconnected in how we are assisting um, and are interconnected with these employers, uh, provider systems, and payers relative to helping folks truly manage their, their, their lifestyle risks. Um, you know, uh, the majority, vast majority of the population um, in this country has multiple lifestyle risks. And how do we 
help people actually affect change to drive at different behaviors um, to do that is is something that um, I'm excited that we have the opportunity to start doing and conversing and now have technology that can support that in a different way. And five years from now, I think we'll be even more interconnected in that regard um, and would love to would love to hear one day that a physician rather than or uh, rather than going first to prescribing some sort of a, a sleep medication, if you will, prescribed uh, stay well programming relative to sleep hygiene, hygiene and, and behavior change to help someone uh, first try to address that, that risk differently in their life uh, to drive a better sleep, as an example. That is going to be, uh, it, it is, it, again, uh, I think you put it well. It's an exciting time to be in healthcare because we have so many ways to engage the patient. So many patients that are willing and looking for ways to get healthier. We've got a baby boom population that has more access to information than they ever have. And they're aging at a, at a <laughs> they're aging quickly into the Medicare system. And, um, and that's going to be a, a major opportunity for us, not only um, that are involved in healthcare, but as a society as well that uh, have financed it the way we have. So um, it's, it's great to see where, where you have evolved the organization, and, and I'm looking forward to more. I, I appreciate you uh, taking some time on the Connected Hospital podcast and telling us a little bit about more of, of where your team is going and where you're heading. Thanks so much, Lance. It's great to be with you today.